Listen, this is going to be a day where we talk a lot about the pirate Mike Leach. Uh, as if you missed the story that broke during T. Rowe's show, uh, Coach Leach passed away this morning at 8 a.m. after uh, battling, fighting from a cardiac event from over the weekend. So we'll share memories. Bob Stoops was on earlier. We'll reset that uh, in the program uh, later today. It's uh, Brett McMurphy is going to join us at 1120-ish, 25-ish. Um, I, I, Josh, we haven't even had a chance to ta- uh, talk. Good morning, Josh Helmer. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. I'm having to uh, go a little mobile here for a couple responsibilities, so Brett McMurphy will quote-unquote join us at 11.25 this morning. Gotcha. Right. Uh, we've got Chip Brown, who's slated to be on the show today to give us the latest on the Chris Beard situation, but obviously uh, the show will be centered a lot around a guy who was integral in turning around the Oklahoma football program with Bob Stoops, right? That 99 recruiting class was uh, Josh Heupel, Nate Hibble, and Jason White. Not too shabby. National championship, Rose Bowl MVP, Heisman Trophy winner of the quarterbacks Mike Leach brought in. So we'll get to it. It's going to be a day. But uh, not the most, I guess you could say, uplifting welcome to K.J. Kindler. But just uh, stories like this are terrible, and you don't, you don't think about them with coaches. And the stress you guys deal with, I mean, it's, it's a lot. So. I actually do think about it. Do you really? Yeah, because – um, and, and football in particular, the stress is unreal. It really is. Um, and I'm sure stress wasn't the only contributor, right. but but it, stress helps nothing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely nothing with your health. So, um, yeah, I'm really hard. I'm really sad to hear that. Yeah, I was thinking today about there was um, in 2006 at Northwestern there was a coach named Randy Walker, and I was a big fan of Randy Walker because. We, Oklahoma, had hired Kevin Wilson, I think another coach from his staff, to come uh, implement the quarterback run game back in the mid-2000s. And uh, so I started following Randy Walker, and he passed away at 52, you know, literally right before the season started. Now, Mike Leach had had some pneumonia issues throughout the season, and that's not anything to kind of just push aside. But, yeah, uh, a terrible story, man, terrible story to try to – yeah, work and your way through. Your season doesn't stop no matter what's going on with right. you. So you feel, as a coach, you feel like you have to, you know, push forward. Especially that's what you're telling your players. All right. we got to push through it. We got to, and I'm sure he was just pushing through it. You know, it's hard. Pretty, you know, pretty incredible to see at three schools. Now, and again, it's not like Mississippi State went and won the SEC, and they've had greater seasons. But at a place like Texas Tech. At Washington State, these are places that, you know, I know Washington State had the Rose Bowl season when uh, Teddy and that crew went down there and kicked the snot out of him in Pasadena, but Washington State hadn't been as good as Mike Leach had him, right? They had their most wins ever in the history of the program when Leach was there. He had Texas Tech on the cusp of playing for a national championship. So you, you go into places that don't have traditional success and you have success, mm-hmm. Coach that says something, it doesn't sa- it? It says a lot. I know he was so well respected. So such a such a smart coach. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know a lot of people really probably mimicked what he did or tried to. I would say there is not a more important figure in the history of the Big Twelve than Mike Leach. I'll, I'll explain why. I don't need to get into a debate today. I don't want to fight with people on the text line. But uh, KJ's here today, so we'll continue to talk about Mike Leach as the show rolls on. Rest in peace, the pirate. But we do, as you mentioned, right for for a coach, everything goes on. You know, we've got um, a season that's fast approaching for for women's gymnastics. And on Friday night, you had your 
open practice. So let's start there. How did things go with your first, I don't want to say first chance, but you really had the judges there and had a chance to see where all the, the women yeah. were. Well, it, it really was our first chance with the team under um, real pressure. You know, we put them under pressure in practice, but it's nothing like having 700 people hovering over you. The place was packed. Mm-hmm. I was really happy with the response. Um, and, and, you know, they weren't disappointed. They really literally, uh, you you should have seen it. They ha- they were literally laying under the bars while they were doing bars. I mean, that's how <laughs> that's how packed it was. And they were up close and personal, like I promised. There's no doubt about it. Um, I think that the the gymnasts could feel people's breath on mm. them. That's how close <laughs> they were. So for me, I love to see how they respond in that moment because there's probably no no more distraction than this event that we hold in our practice facility. Now, everyone always says, why don't you move it to the arena? And and I have a few reasons for that. One is certainly safety. You know, we're, we're three weeks, three and a half weeks away from the season and taking hard landings this early isn't isn't necessary. So we do, you know, protect them in that way. Um, That's definitely a reason that we stay in house. Um, But also the intimacy of it. I really, really like it. And I also like to reserve the arena for the real deal. You know, this when they walk in into LNC, they should feel goosebumps. It should feel like this is something really special, new uh, and big. So yeah, that's why we do it. But I'm really happy with how they performed overall. Um, I think, you know, scoring wise, we were around a 197.6, which is very good. It's very good. And Beam being the lowest scoring event, because we didn't stick very many dismounts, we performed well, though. So yeah, it was good. What, um, what's that energy like? In there. Yeah, uh, it's loud, and <laughs> and the co- I kind of feel. I hope no one took offense to me at the at the arena because I do have to push fans back. I'm like behind the white line, and they're like putting their big toe over the white line, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you've got to move back. Like they could literally land right there on your big toe. So, um, because that's how close they were. But we we definitely have to, you know, uh protect the border if you will but literally floor routines everyone's around the very edge the gymnasts can't go out of bounds because they will land on someone so it does motivate them to stay in the white lines there's no doubt so i've been working um as my i guess you could say my side job if you will but i've been working on a preseason preview and the preseason preview was for the women's gymnastics team and I was writing it out for Boyd Street so I kept coming back to this hard way to describe a team that is so and we even got into it last week right so loaded with returning stars right I mean you look up and down this roster there are student athletes who have won championships performers who have done it at the highest level but yet also the excitement of the newcomers and those who maybe have been waiting for their opportunity What's how, how can we describe – what's the best way to describe that balance? Yeah, I, I don't know how to describe the balance, but I will say the the energy is really good. And I feel this is probably one of the strongest returning teams we've had in a while. It just seems like every year we were having to replace six to eight routines, mm-hmm. which is – you know, almost 30% of our routines every year. This year, we're returning more people. Of course, there's new challenges every year. And, and uh, you know, every year looks different. You know, when I when I ask someone, your freshman year, your sophomore, every year looks so different to each athlete. Um, it's hard to just, like, be this steady Eddie that, that's the same all the time. Um, 
so there's ups and downs. There's no doubt about it. But this is a strong returning group. And, and leadership is huge. What does that leadership look like? And, and I know that's a real quick – I didn't let you get a drink of your coffee. I'm a terrible person. Um, but what does that leadership look like? Is it more in the off the uh, – away from the gym disciplines? Is it more in just the preparation and the practice and the nutrition? Is it all of it? It's all of it. Um, to me, you can't be a leader in one of those areas. You know, you're either doing it across the board or you're not doing it. And I think that for for our sport, it, it encompasses inside and outside a lot. You know, I always tell the athletes, we get you for four hours a day. What are you doing with the rest of those hours? Whatever mm-hmm. you're doing with the rest of those hours is going to determine how this team does because you have far more control than we do. You know, so so that that time spent outside the gym, um, discipline, the the you know, studying, handling stress, like we talked about earlier, like all those things are going to contribute to their success. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, anyone really kind of catch your eye where maybe you hadn't, I don't want to say hadn't seen as much in practice, but once they got in front of the crowd, it was like, whoa, they stepped up in a major way. I think, you know, as a coach, I'm looking particularly at the freshmen to see how they handle these moments because I've never worked with them. You know, we've been with them four months. So getting to know somebody in the gym during practice can be very different than knowing what they're going to do in competition. And so I was really dialed in on that. Faith is an incredibly consistent um, practicer. Like Mm -hmm. she she makes her routines consistently. She's um, she's cleaning up really well, which, you know, her execution's getting better. But I wanted to see how is she going to react, you know, in these moments. And she was exactly as I had expected her to be because she was so similar to how she practices. Ava, um, our other freshman, I felt she kicked it up a notch. You know, uh, what we see in practice is good, but what I saw in the meet was better. And so that's always good to know. You know, you've got a gamer mm-hmm. and uh, you can never predict, you know, <laughs> you, you go in and you look at someone or you watch someone and, and you think you know what you're getting. But but I loved that I saw a little bit of a gamer in her. Um, I thought she kicked it up a notch. So, yeah, that was exciting. But um, overall, I think Beam is the hardest event to select right now who's going to compete and um, Jordan Bowers wasn't in the lineup for me, and it was uh, it was definitely Ashley and I were kicking around the the lineup for days before we finally picked it. But she stepped up in the meet. I, you know, she's really she's really convincing me. She's really convincing Good. me. So I think that that could definitely be someone you're gonna see and slide in there. So what's the next few weeks like for you? Um, you know we. You know, we don't stop. So it's finals week and right. we're all just open practicing um, this week. But we we do five strong practices before they head home on the 22nd. They come back the 26th and then it's, you know, full speed ahead for this Vegas meet, which we announced yesterday. So the field is, you know, Michigan and UCLA and, and OU, all three teams that have won a national championship in the last decade. So kind of a big deal. And then that fourth team is Auburn, who has the, you know, gold medalist from the Olympics on Mm. their team. So it seems like it's going to be tough. (laughs) What does preseason number one mean to you? Uh, You know, that's an interesting question because uh, in all of our history, we've only been preseason number one five times. Um, which to me, and I was kind of looking at all our preseason rankings. Did we exceed them? Did we fall short of them? You know, and 
And in seven out of the out of the ten in the last ten years, uh, we've either met or exceeded our preseason ranking. And so that's kind of what it meant to me. I was kind of looking at the statistics side of it, um, and and to think we've only been ranked number one five times. So it's kind of still a big deal. We've we've won five national championships, and we weren't ranked number one every every one of those years. Um, but it's a it's a compliment, you know, that's what it is. Cause it's a coach's poll. So it's a compliment on, on what you've done certainly and what, what they think you're capable of doing. And you know, the rest is in your hands. It, do, it doesn't mean anything on January 7th. <laughs> so yeah. It doesn't mean anything, but it's a big deal, right? I mean, and I think about that a lot in, you know, it sometimes not trying to equate everything back to football, but sometimes you get spoiled, right? A bowl game is just, gosh, that's all you did is a bowl game. But, for instance, where I went to college, a bowl game, wow, we're celebrating. It's like, oh, the bowl game. Um, Me some, too. Right? <laughs> where you went to college, that's right. <laughs> back, in those, back in the days, yeah, whenever Tulsa and Iowa State would go to a bowl game, it's like, big deal, let's go. Yeah. And I can't believe I just had to talk about my college days as back in the days, but here we are. Um, I mentioned to someone the other day that I was that I was in college in the 90s. It was a, a someone that was working at Sooner Vision. They go, oh. I'm like, what do you mean by that? It's like, that was a while ago. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. You know, it's well. He was born in 2000. That's why. Exactly. His birth date <laughs> was was 2003. I'm like, well, when were you born? He's like, well, 2003. And I was like, all right. Uh, okay, <laughs> sounds good. I think I'm okay with this. But it's it's a big deal, coach, to be number one in the preseason still. Yeah, yes, it yes it is, hmm. and it doesn't happen often. As I mentioned, you know, it's not something that is regular for our program or any program around. And if you looked at the polls, Florida was basically two points behind us and had one less first place vote. So it was close. It was very close. And they're an incredible team and kind of kind of honored. I think last year they were preseason number one. It seems to me as if the, 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 the theme, and I'm not saying this is your guys' theme that you're going with, is just, you know, that, that margin is so slim. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, not only with what you won champ- your championship by last year, but even the losses, everything was so slim. How do you hammer home the, the, the attention to the detail and knowing, hey, it's it's percentage points between runner up and national championship. It's percentage point between an undefeated season and maybe having a loss or two. Yeah, I think that's integrated into our program because we're very detail oriented and, and they know we, we talk all the time. Can you kick up your score by point oh two five? Because if you can, you're going to kick up the team score by by five tenths, which is a fall. You know, that's right. how much a fall is. So if you can just squeak out another half tenth, another quarter tenth, you're going to affect the team in a big way, even though it's just this tiny little margin. Um, so that's something we're always talking about. And everyone can get that much better. You know, it's not like you're asking them to, you know, move mountains. You're asking them to pick up some snow. That's it, you yeah. know, and, and everyone can do it. So we talk about that all the time. You're awesome. Thanks for still coming in on a crazy day. Thanks. What's up? Do you guys get to enjoy some holiday time with the family or what? Uh, yeah, we're going uh, We're going to Minnesota briefly. Nice. Very briefly. <laughs> <laughs> You're like me. I'm going to Wood River. I'm going home for a night and yeah. I'm coming back. <laughs> kind of exactly. Yeah. But it'll be fun. Like, there's better? a lot of snow there, though. Oh, Holy is there really? Cow. Don't yeah. get snowed in. Like... A lot. Oh, gosh. Anyway, I don't have boots or a jacket. Time to go to the store. <laughs> I know. Time to get it taken care of. I TJ Maxx has deals. How's Lou doing? Is he moving around better? Yeah, he is moving around better, but, you know, it's a it's a weekly grind. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a weekly. You know, grind. Christmas Eve. I don't know if you know this, but it's Raider Steelers. So if you want to invite oh, me over, all right, I'll be ready to go. You got I mean, it. I think that'd be great. You got it. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Talk to you next Tuesday. That's Thanks. KJ Kindler, head women's gymnastics coach. Okay, a quick break. We've got some obvious stories, audio, a lot to share on the passing of Mike Leach, uh, and and much more on the Chris Beard story. Texas still played last night. We don't know what his future looks like, and then just devastating news in Monday Night Football in like the sports sense where Kyler Murray goes down with a non-contact injury. Looks like his season may be done. It's the Plank Show right here on the Ref. When when Coach was walking out, she said, "Thanks for all the good news today." Yeah, just what a what a gut punch. What a gut wrenching news day, man. Rest in peace, Mike Leach. If you've missed the report today, he passed away. Uh, it was announced this morning at about 8 a.m. Uh, looks like he looks like he lost his battle late last night, and now the now the family will mourn. Boy, that the tributes that have been pouring in are amazing. We'll be there's things that you sent me one that I hadn't heard before on the golf. I saw Robbie posted the uh, I saw he posted the. Um, Oh, weatherman one that he did when he was at Texas Tech. Think about that impact. And it, it, let's just go specifically at Oklahoma. Think about the impact at Oklahoma. And I'll say this endlessly. He was here one year. One season, dude. And people still talk about those days with Mike Leach as the offensive coordinator fondly. It's incredible. Um, good morning. I Good morning, Josh. <laughs> Sorry that we welcome you in with all this terrible, terrible news here today. No, it, it look, it, it is what it is. It's a sad day for – it's a sad day for college football fans. It's a sad day for sports fans. I think it's larger maybe than just college football specific. And, you know, if you drill down to Norman, Oklahoma, it's, it's a sad day here because of the fact that Mike Leach was a part of that – First staff for Bob Stoops. We've heard from Bob Stoops this morning. That was incredible that uh, he, he called in to share some thoughts about Mike Leach. It uh, Look, at just the legacy that he left here and in college football. He was one of a kind. Nobody liked Mike Leach, right, that would be willing to share that type of personality with the world again and again and again. Unique's uh, not always perfect, especially when it comes to sports. Right, you're kind of encouraged to sort of be cookie cutter sometimes. Mike Leach showed us that being unique, being different, could be a beautiful, wildly successful thing. Mike Leach, do you realize how close he came to becoming the Tennessee head football coach? I just saw Brett McMurphy's tweet. Brett retweeted it from July of 21. I completely forgot about that. Because that was right around the Greg Schiano thing that took place. Mike Leach on what happened to Tennessee. Quote, I talked to Tennessee when I was at Washington State. Nothing ever got nailed down. Then they had a coup d'etat. You can sort that out amongst yourselves. I didn't end up in the middle of a coup. Lucky for me. <laughs> uh, you know, Toby brought up a really good point this morning in talking about Mike Leach. I honestly, after his time at OU, you know, let me rephrase that. When he took over at OU, I was still very, very young into business, right? And 
I honestly didn't know, Josh, to your point, if that's the kind of personality that could work as a head coach. It was in a profession where being against the norm isn't always the way to go. He was so uniquely him. I mean, I, I'll tell you what. I haven't stopped laughing at the Holiday Bowl presser that that has been put on Twitter about a thousand times where Mark D'Antoni is trying to talk and Mike Leach is just blowing on his coffee the whole time. <laughs> Have you heard that yet? No. There's 1.7 million views on it, and I'm pretty sure I'm about 1.6 million of them. Listen to this. It's a lot about the senior class, but last night they go it's, through the Oh, you can't, you can't hear it as well as you can whenever. Post- he's literally, he's talking, and all you see is Mike Leach just blowing on his coffee to try to cool it off in time to be able to get a drink of it. Um, there's, there's, there's Mike Leach on why he chose a guy as a team captain. That's fantastic. So then I thought, well, you know, all the guy really does is the coin toss. And then I decided, you know, one of the most screwed up things about this country is the fact that in order to do anything, in order to cross the street, we always have to have a committee, you know. And I said, you know, uh, and so I figured, well, screw the committee. We really only need one guy. And, 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 and now he's got to be smart enough to call either heads or tails. That's it. And um, uh, so then I thought about, well, should I get the biggest guy on the team or the littlest guy on the team? And then I thought, well, <clears throat> Jamal Morrow was on The Price is Right and was fairly lucky and went to the final round and almost won the sucker. And it was closest to the price, but he's over by he's over by like $3. The other person's under by like $60, but since he's over, he loses. And, and, um, and so I figure, well, Jamal Morrow's a lucky guy, uh, <clears throat> plus he's got pretty good energy to him and stuff like that, so why not Jamal Morrow? He basically chose a captain based on him being good on prices, right? There's many better. I mean, there's, there's, we're going to play him throughout the day, but I just, I can't get enough of the dude. I hate this today, man. Absolutely hate it. Terrible day. There is, uh, there's his takes on, on Bigfoot that became rather well known. I hope there's Bigfoot. I don't think there is. The reason I don't think there is because. We found bones of dinosaurs and everything else, but we haven't found bones that I've heard of, of Bigfoot. Aliens, I suspect there is, and I don't know that they're, um, <clears throat> they're little green men, and I don't know that they're specifically um, in our galaxy. Why wouldn't God build other Earths and other places? Why only this one? <laughs> fair fair point. Fair rationale. I agree. <laughs> Why has anybody asked this question or gotten a good answer for it? Mm-hmm. Why was Mike Leach the way that Mike Leach was? Was was he just having fun with the media? Is that just genuinely nonstop who Mike Leach was? I think that's nonstop who he was. I just think that's who he was. I think he was different. You, I, I, I might be weird like some people consider that weird 
I mean, you get me going. I'm going to start talking about a football game from six years ago in week 16 between the Raiders and the Broncos. It's irrelevant to anyone except me whenever Connor Cook couldn't throw a pass, right? I mean, there's just certain triggers that each of us have. But no, no, no. I mean, I think he was just – that's him, Josh. He had a law degree and never practiced law. Think about that. He had a law degree and never practiced law and decided to be a football coach. Look at his co- – okay, we all know about the coaching tree, right? We could go through that. But look at his stops before before Bob. Look at his stops before Bob Stoops went out and said, I want to hire someone that runs an offense that is uh, something I hate defending. Cal Poly, College of the Desert, the, the, the Pro Bears, whatever that is, Iowa Wesling, and Valdosta State. That is one heck of a path for a guy who went to three different schools and also was at the uh, United States Sports Academy, Pepperdine, and BYU. He got, he's got degrees out the wazoo. If he was a college football player that started his career in like 2017, he would have another year of eligibility left, right? It's just the dude was enamored with knowledge from what I was able to take. Now, as we sit here today, I sit here as a fan. Right, I sit here as a fan of Mike Leach, as someone who just was enamored with him and loved everything about him. I didn't cover Mike Leach a ton outside of his his tech team. So, in other words, I I wasn't in Lubbock when he was here. The one year he was here in Norman, I mean, I was like twenty three years old. So it's you were kind of a afterthought. I didn't really get to know him that well when he was here in ninety nine, and it's just I was I, I I was a massive fan of everything he did. And how he handled things. Because so many times coaches look at those media responsibilities as a burn. And maybe it was to him. As a burn and they can't stand it. Mike Leach went in there and was, you want to ask me a football question? Great. You want to ask me a life question? Let's go. You want to talk about marriage? Fine. Want to talk about Bigfoot? Great. Faith? Whatever. Let's go. Pirates, I'm all in. It's like he was, from my perspective as a fan of Mike Leach, it's like he was consumed with knowing something, uh, everything about a topic that he suddenly found interesting. Not just a little bit, right? What's the old saying? Know a little bit about enough to where you can BS your way through it. No, no, no. He would find, like, pirates and know everything there was. Geronimo, everything there was to know about him and just literally be an expert while running the most innovative offense in college football at the time. And there was no look-over-here deception about it. It no. was just, just genuine. No, there was no um, trickeration. Can I play this one about golf that you sent me? Yeah. Okay, hold on here. I gotta, I've got tried to run everything through my laptop today because my phone is jacked up. But uh, this is his advice for a losing golf team of a tournament a couple of months ago. What did you find this on? Uh, Patreon? Patron? Is that where this was? <laughs> from Cameo. Cameo? Sorry, Cameo. Now, first of all... Um, look, hey, I hate golf, so I don't see where you guys are losing anything. If any, if anything, I think the fact that you're horrible at golf, you might be winners because if you have the sense to quit, you never have to do it anymore. And, um, and you'll probably live a heck of a lot happier life. Uh, but anyway, so that would be my advice. One quit. Okay, two, recognize the happiness that you're going to enjoy uh, not addressing a ball and listening to somebody say, okay, if I 
choke up here, if I cut back on my backswing, if I put my weight on my front foot, uh, the ball's going to go here while describing something you can't do with a sniper rifle and a scope. And it might even be a good shot, but the ball's not going to go there. It's going to go somewhere else. Might be a good shot, not going to go there. Okay, then all the rest of the way going up to the ball, he's going to say, if I would have done this, gripped a little less, more weight on my back foot, then it would have gone exactly there. No, it wouldn't have. It would have gone somewhere else. Mike Leach. There's so much. There's so much that we're going to get today on him. It's so sad. Legend. The uh, it, Here was there was a, a, a guy that was with the program that was special needs, and he gave him a game ball. I present a game ball. This guy works his ass off every day. Uh, inspires everybody around here. Wade Sim. Wade! Big hug. I didn't know if my man might get too fired up and drop a bomb there. But just everything about him was cool. The best rant, though, is still, I'm sorry, and I don't have it here in front of me, and I'm not going to play it right now. But the best rant was still overshadowed by the I'm a man, I'm 40. Because that night, Mike Leach went on an epic rant after his team blew that game to Oklahoma State. That was a really good OS, uh, Texas Tech football team. In fact, if my memory serves me correct, that night, Josh, they fired their defensive coordinator, and he never coached again. He never coached again. Ever. So, crazy, man. Sad day. I can't believe we're – you know, you start worrying whenever you see the story yesterday, but just in your mind, you're like, he's going to kick through. He's going to work through this. This is – Mike Leach, there's nothing that's going to keep him down. And um, lo and behold, here we are having to pay tribute to one of the one of the all-time most unique dudes in all of college football. I, I'll say this. We, we got a break. I want to hit, Your Air Comfort Solutions texts are great. If you guys want to jump in, 405-329-9000. Yeah, we'll play everything you're asking for today. Incredibly intelligent, incredibly fun. Bob Stoops has already been on this station. You'll hear from Bob Stoops coming up again later on in the program. Uh, he was kind enough to jump on with Toby and TJ, and then he'll be on with Teddy and Tyler this afternoon. So we're just getting started on a tribute day today to the great Mike Leach right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. Hey, can can you see if True – I want to hit these texts. I'd love to talk to True. I know he's got some Leach thoughts, and you guys too. We can – we can get after it at 405-329-9000 today. I'd love to. Riverwind Casino jackpot line. Um, this is good. I love this press conference when he talked about who would win the mascot fights in the Pac-12. Let's see here. I think that I think I have that one saved here where we can get to it rather quickly. But, yeah, no, that was a classic. That was a classic. Maybe right up there um, with his all-time was the mascot battle in the Pac-12. First of all. What kind of mythical powers does a sun devil have? We've got to consider that. I'm going to say the wildcat's out. Uh, the Trojan, is he? does he have a horse or is he on foot? Does he have a bow and arrow or just his sword? The Bruin, definitely formidable. Another bear up there at Cal. Uh, the tree, I imagine that tree's going to get chopped down. 
unless we're going to go with a bird and somebody might get pecked or something i don't know the duck might lose interest and just fly away and get out of there which may be good advice under the circumstances uh the husky no chance the beaver well we'll see how long that beaver can hold his breath um the ute again we're back to uh, is he on horseback does he have a bow and arrow did he trade for a rifle? I mean, you know, because if that ute's got a rifle, there's some definite problems. You know, you'd have to get one of those Harry Potter activists to read up on how you kill a sun devil because there's a lot of uh, outside stuff there. Just as far as a beast alone, uh, a buffalo's going to be pretty hard to tangle with. I mean, a, bu a buffalo's utterly outstanding. Did I leave any of them out? The Kugel find a way. Uh, Clear-minded and crafty, a combination of stay out of harm's way and and uh, and attack Husky? when you get your uh, your chances or your openings. Not bad. I like that. That's one of clear-minded and crafty. Clear-minded and crafty. Um, it would be this from the four hundred two. Would be awesome if they lined up in the ninja formation in honor of Michael Leach. Uh, 918 writes, that's just the way he was. He was hyper-intelligent. Justin and Kawita writes, can you imagine meeting him for the first time as his daughter's new boyfriend? Oh, my gosh. They're trying to explain to you that, hey, you know, my dad, he's a little bit different. He, he, he does a few things that, well, first of all, he's a head football coach, and he's just a little bit different, and... Well, anyway, here's my dad. And the next thing you know, you're meeting Mike Leach. Sugar Shane in Newcastle. If you scroll through his Twitter, it'll let you know everything you need to know about him. His retweets are golden. Uh, for the 731, Mississippi State plays their bowl game in Raymond James Stadium. It would be great if somehow the bowl organizer or someone could half mast the Pirates flag and fire the cannons before the game to honor Coach Leach. That's pretty cool. That'd be good. What kind of mythical power does the Sun Devil have? R.I.P. Mike Leach. Uh, Brian and Tulsa, we need, we need Pirates of the Caribbean bumper music in honor of uh, Captain Mike Leach. We can make that happen. Sure. And then one more quickly here from the 757. These all day, man. And I'd love to see it. I'm a thin crust guy. I respect people who like thick crust, but in my view, it's mostly bread. I like a lot of cheese topped with Canadian bacon, black olives, and mushrooms. That's Mike Leach. <laughs> I, too, am a thin crust guy, but I didn't really think of it that way. Mostly bread on it. Didn't even think of it that way. My dad's a big thick crust guy. I was never – get mad whenever dad got to choose the pizza whenever like I was a kid. pan crust or hand tossed? Yeah, pan crust. Now, Weird. I can go the the crust from Hideaway. I want their like hand tossed or whatever they call it, their original crust. Yeah. But ninety nine point nine percent of places I'm going thin crust. So I agree with Mike Leach on that one. He listen, he had his faults. Absolutely. I mean, we're gonna sit here and celebrate the man. The I'm sure that the the Craig James story would be much different than some. I'm sure that there were uh people that felt like he didn't handle COVID, like he should have. I'm sure there'll be those out there. I'm sure there's someone that's going to hear the fat little girlfriend rant and get very upset by that. I guarantee you, but he didn't change. You know, he was uniquely him. 
And I think, you know, you saw the Josh is going through at T Portal CFB right now, which just has a a flowing list, a thread of all of the the great rants that Mike Leach went on or some of his fun interviews. But you know, in the end, I just I think the dude just loved football and seemed to really love people in life. That's what I, I will say this, and I'm I'm not here to debate or have a fight. I don't know if there was a more impactful coach in the Big 12's history. And let me explain. Bob Stoops was the most successful head coach in the Big 12. But who brought Mike Leach to the Big 12? Bob Stoops. So we could go maybe 1A, 1 if you want. I'm not here to fight about it. It's just think about it. His offense changed this whole league. Nobody in this league was doing what Mike Leach was doing until he came to Oklahoma. And now everybody's doing it. It became the identity of this league. He took Texas Tech to heights they had never been before. You look across this conference and it is dotted, Josh Helmer, with guys who coached under the Mike Leach coaching tree. The the history of this conference, not just this year. And then in that, right, the Bob Stoops tree too. I understand that. But I'm just saying, in the style of ball – in the personalities in this league, in the amount of time that he was in the Big 12, pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. RIP Mike Leach today. We pay tribute to him. As the uh, show goes on, we'll have more. What's what's he doing there, Josh? Is he making fun of baseball? <laughs> Josh is just rolling through these, these spools. Some of these I haven't seen before. But it's absolutely fantastic. Who was it last night? I favorited a tweet last night that I wanted to play today that I thought was absolutely fantastic. It was it was Doug. Yeah, it was Douglas Miles. Douglas Miles had the tweet from Mike Leach in 1999 explaining his offense on what I can only assume was like a coach's show that we did back in 99 or something. But it's fantastic. Good catch, uh, Doug. I really enjoyed watching that. We'll share that with you as well. But it's a day to honor the great Mike Leach. Will, we got other things to get to, right? We heard from K.J. Kindler. Brandon Drum is coming up in 10 minutes from now to talk a little crouton with us. So we'll get caught up on the transfer portal. Oklahoma, two big ads in the transfer portal. Last, Well, one big ad in the transfer portal, one big ad in the commitment list. We'll get to that next right here on The Ref. Yeah, it's hard to talk about, Toby. really is. It's uh, just sad and, uh, you know, you know, just uh, – not ready for it, and it's just uh, tough. But um, anyway, always grateful to the impact Mike had with us and that offense and everything he did. He's just a unique person, you know. Just there's nobody like him, as you guys. And that's when you say that, that's the truth. But he had a huge impact on us getting started here at OU and you know signing the quarterbacks we did in that first class with Josh Heupel and Jason White, Nate Hibble, and then. Uh, you know, and we, we, there's parts of that offense that I'll draw up a play for a charity or something and like, like call it Blue 95 or Ace 95. We still run it. It's 20 some years later. <laughs> so anyway, um, Mike was huge. You just, uh, always love to see him and run into him. And, uh, and when you did, you better be ready for a long conversation because he, <laughs> he, he had no concept of time. 
That's my awesome on Mike Leach. It's from the T-Row in the Morning Show. The full interview is available right now on KRF.com, KRFSports.com, excuse me. But just a, just a really, really cool perspective from a guy who brought Mike Leach to the University of Oklahoma. Mm, tough times, man. RIP Mike Leach. Is that just a full – uh, nine minutes of some of the great Mike Leach quotes there yeah. that we got. That's pretty cool. He was he was so unique. I, I, that's the word that I keep hearing and and can't possibly magnify enough. Unique, special. He was his own dude. What's this one? You got time for it? Yeah, this is okay. Mike Leach talking about uh, cats. Somebody said that in passing, you know, one of the, I hate cats, you know, somebody really hates cats. And I've never figured that one out. Uh, I've never figured, I mean, and a credit to cats, the ability to generate that much animosity, you know. And I'm not sure how close of a relationship some of these people are planning to have with a cat or why they would value the opinion of a cat or their perceived opinion of a cat. Um, I'm indifferent about cats. But uh, I just, I've never understood how a cat can uh, accelerate that much uh, uh, animosity. I mean, to me, it's just a cat. It's just a squirrel. It's just a dove. It's just a robin. I mean, what do I care? <laughs> well, I have a cat story that will obviously amp up everyone's hate for cats later this week. All right, so it, there's a lot to get to on the show. We're going to be paying tribute to Mike Leach all day long. When we come back, our buddy Brandon Drum is going to join us from OUinsider.com. Big recruiting news to get to. More on Chris Beard as well. It's a plank show right here on the Home of Sooner Fans.